Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Welcome to MLB.com Extras. I'm Danny Wexelman with Greg Johns, who covers the Mariners for MLB.com. Greg, did you know that pitchers and catchers report in two weeks? Oh, geez. I better, I better start packing. I think what you're saying. <laughs> it's exciting. I had heard it was coming up, so yes, I'm, I'm clicking off the days on the calendar. <laughs> All right, Greg. We got a little bit of news to talk about, but I want to start with uh, a funny story first. So on Sunday, the BBWAA Awards for the New York chapter were held, and I was there, so I was, uh, I was having a couple fangirl moments. I was pretty close to the table where everyone was sitting, Aaron Judge, Jose Altuve, Carlos Correa, all those, all those guys. But nice. yeah. I heard a story, Greg, about John Olerud, and he was talking about Ricky Henderson. And Greg, I was rolling on the floor. So now I need you to tell me your version of this story. <laughs> I'm guessing I know the story because uh, it's funny. It was back when uh, when Ricky signed with the Mariners back in 2000, and uh, Olerud was was in his first year in Seattle as well, and, and uh, they'd played together in New York the year before. And, and as the story goes, Danny, as I'm sure you heard, it was uh, was that uh, you know Olerud was famous for wearing a batting helmet. He had, uh, he had a batting helmet that he wore in the field, one of the few players that, that wore a batting helmet. That was kind of his deal, and he, he'd done it since college at Washington State University. He had a brain aneurysm, and uh, one of the things they said is you need to wear this helmet you know, the rest of your life, wherever you go, to just to protect your head. So... Uh, the, the story went that, that uh, Ricky Henderson got to Seattle and went up to the clubhouse and was, saw his batting helmet and said, said why, why, why you got that batting helmet? And he said, well, I have to wear it because of this and that. And, uh, and Henderson said, that's funny. I, I used to play with a guy in New York that had, had the same deal. And uh, that was uh, that was kind of the – Ricky was the only one of those guys that said weird stuff sometimes. And uh, his, people actually believed that story. And it kind of, <laughs> kind of became a – a deal. It was uh, one of those, you know, actually a wives' tale that, that just spread and spread, and, and people retell it. But truth be told, and it was it was debunked pretty quickly back then. You know, uh, Olerud always said that that <laughs> that was that was a story that just just wasn't true. That Ricky knew who knew he actually knew who he was. He wasn't that unaware of things. And uh, but it, it had become a, a tale that still gets told often. And I think when the when the names come up. Uh, and uh, I guess you heard it as well in New York this weekend. So still, still debunking that uh, that funny story back from back from the day. I love it. I love that story. I think it's great. 
All right, Greg, listen, we have been yapping about D. Gordon all off season, talking about his transition from fish to fisherman, from infield to outfield. David Adler for MLB.com wrote about how Gordon's speed skills on the base, base paths could equate to elite speed skills in the outfield, which is kind of mind-blowing to me. How does that work? Yeah, I, I read that story. David did an excellent piece looking at, at uh, the StatCast numbers on Gordon, and uh, it all adds up to the same thing. We keep knowing that he's really fast, <laughs> and uh, it's, it's, uh, it's hard to uh, equate his numbers in the field at this point in his career because he played second base. He played shortstop before that. You can't you can't really quantify numbers there as far as speed, but but uh, in the outfield, you, you certainly can see where that's beneficial. And uh, and David pointed out that the uh, the fastest guys in MLB last year with with maximum sprint speed on the bases were uh, were all center fielders. Uh, Byron Buxton from the Twins and, and Billy Hamilton from the Reds, the guys that everybody thinks of the, the really fast dudes in baseball. And uh, and Bradley Zimmer, the the rookie from the Indians, was, was on that list as well. And and D was uh, right was the next guy. So by you know sprint speed, max sprint speed on the bases, he's clearly elite. And and elite speedsters often play center field. So you can see where where uh, you know why the Mariners are looking at D as a guy that can fit in out there. Speed in, in center, especially at Safeco Field, is, should translate very well. I mean, they had Gerard Dyson out there last year, also very fast, and that certainly played well. Uh, D is a guy who doesn't, doesn't have as much. Uh, experience in the outfield, obviously, but he's the guy that's going to go get it and, and cover those gaps. So it's going to be pretty fun to, to see him. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. We're going to see it in spring here in a couple of weeks and uh, get him running out there. He's been working every day, Danny, uh, already, and, and he was up in Seattle here last week. Uh, met with some of the media here and, and talked about it, and he's just pumped up and, and ready to go and see what he can do. He, he's uh, he's taking that challenge to heart, and uh, you know he's out there every day working on stuff at the wall, working on, on his footwork, and, and uh, I thought it was Really, really interesting. He he said all the things that he's trying to adjust to have come pretty easily. The the one thing he's he's had a hard time with. He says ironically is just the, the throw, the crow hop throw that the outfielder has to make after years of just you know taking the ball and and, and firing us an infield. Yeah. He does just the foot shuffle. Got to do the crow hop and get the big big throw. And he says he's kind of he's kind of working his way through that. But uh, the fact that that's the one thing that's that's on his list, and, and uh, he feels pretty comfortable everywhere every else. Pretty good sign if they haven't even gotten to spring training yet. All right, Dee, if you're listening, I was an expert crow hopper in high school, <laughs> my friend. So give me a call. Give you a couple tips. You'll be good to go. But, man, if uh, if Mariners fans weren't already excited, I would say that after reading something like that, and the, the cool thing, too, is David Adler did a really great job of making it conversational. So you don't have to know every little thing about StatCast and, and speed. You just need to know that D. Gordon is fast, and he's going to be an amazing center fielder. All right, Greg, Ryan Healy, he's gearing up for the season as well. He's ready to tackle first base and be the guy that Seattle needs to play the position, not every other day, every single day. So what kind of flexibility does an everyday first baseman give the Mariners? Yeah, if that's the way they go, and I, and I do think they want to do that, Danny, it, it, it gives them an extra, extra spot. I mean, if you don't have to have two uh, platoon at first base, it, it gives you an extra spot to use and they will use that for sure and uh, to carry an extra bullpen arm and, and that's huge i mean if you can if you can go with eight relievers uh it just gives you a lot more flexibility keeps guys fresh uh longer you know you got more options when you go match up you, you don't have to pitch guys back-to-back days necessarily i mean there's, there's a lot of reasons to go with eight eight arms in the pen and they would certainly like to do that and, and uh 
if Healy can play every day, and that and that certainly seems like uh, their goal going in, and he's he's done it before. He did it last year with the A's. Uh, that that does give them that flexibility. And, and last year they had uh, Danny Valencia, and and uh, they wanted to get uh, Ryan Bogelbach, uh or Danny Bogelbach, excuse me, to be the uh, the uh, alternate with him. And they ended up bringing in Yonder Alonso at the end of the year, so they they went with the platoon all year there, and then. And the year before, it was Deho Lee, if everybody remembers, Big Deho and Adam Lynn doing the platoon there. So the last few years, they've, they've used up an extra roster spot there. So he leaves the guy, then you can just use your utility guy that can that can fit in there. And, and uh, Andrew Romine or Taylor Motter could both have a little bit of experience. A person can, can play in a pinch, so you can get away with that and, and use that first base spot to, to bolster your bullpen. I like it, Greg. I like it a lot. You know what else I like? I like MLB Pipeline. Our guys, Jonathan Mayo, Jim Callis, Mike Rosenbaum, retooling their top 100, working tirelessly to get that list up. And Seattle is hanging their hat on Kyle Lewis, not a bad guy to do it on. And we talked about him a little bit earlier this offseason, Greg, but it's time to circle back to this guy. He says he's feeling good, he's ready, but ultimately the goal is not to make his debut this year. He's not there, but the goal is to have a full healthy and improved season, right? Yeah, there's no question. And every every scout, every baseball person I've talked to in the organization that this guy is is clearly the best athlete they've got in the minor league system. They they love his potential. They when he walks out on the field he's he's the best player he's the best player out there. Uh he just has has that need that he he banged up uh more than banged up when right after he got drafted he played a month in Everett and then got in a in a collision at home plate with a catcher and just tore that right knee up uh mm-hmm. Uh, major surgery and, and uh, it, it took him a year to get back out on the field and even then last year was still kind of coming back at the end of the year so there's, they're not pushing uh, Kyle they're, they're, they're just going to look this year you're going to get healthy you're going to play a full season we're not worried about rushing you up anywhere just just get out there you know get yourself comfortable and the talent will take over and he's fully on board with that uh, he, they're not bringing him to major league camp you know he's one of the guys that'll come in a couple weeks later in the, in the minor league group and uh and, and and just you know get get to work. Uh, they can give them that time to just keep building that knee and not do anything crazy with it right off the bat. And uh, you know I look forward to seeing him play. I wouldn't be surprised, even though he's not a big league camp. A lot of times they'll bring those minor leaguers, a couple of them over, have them play in a cactus league game. He'll be there for you know pinch hitting late or running or doing some stuff in the late innings when the when the big guys are going back to the clubhouse and, and getting an early early break. Uh, so I wouldn't be surprised if we see him over there. Maybe get 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 some at bats and, and uh, get a chance to see him in Cactus League. Would be would be fun to see. So far, all I've seen of Kyle is him working out on the field and and working that knee and pulling sleds and, and, and rehabbing. So it'll be be uh, real real good to see him in a uniform because uh, he's an exciting part of the future. There's no doubt. And uh, player of the year in college baseball coming out of Mercer University. All the all the talent in the world and a, and a guy that could really fit in. They, be playing center field probably in in uh, either Clinton or or Double A Arkansas this year to start out and just give him that time and you know I would guess you know maybe next year you see him at Tacoma and knocking on the door getting in Seattle so that's uh, that's kind of a long term plan but yeah Kyle Lewis uh, definitely a, a guy to keep an eye on down the road. All right, it sounds like patience is the key word for Mariners fans and the team this year. I'm just going to go ahead and say that. Be patient, everybody, because it's going to pay off. For sure. Greg, I am so appreciative of your time every week. Thank you so much. 
Always good, Danny. We got one more week, and then we start doing these from from uh, Peoria, Arizona. I would think. Oh man, it's going to be a great time. I can't wait. Hopefully, the next time we talk, well, in two weeks, maybe there'll be some like chirping noises or some balls and bats, the crack of the bat, all that good stuff. Greg will be uh, will be mixed into the podcast so people can kind of get the uh, the real feel for what you're doing out there. I would love that. It was 80 degrees in Peoria yesterday, so I know sitting here in in rainy Seattle, it, uh, that sounds pretty good. So I'm sure there'll be some fans <laughs> coming down as well that can enjoy that sun down in Arizona. All right. If you guys still need your Mariners fix, Mariners.com, that's the place to go to get all that information. With Greg Johns, I'm Danny Wexelman. Thank you guys so much for tuning in.